hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Daniel Case Let's Plays podcast. Uh, the world's first audio-only video game Let's Play podcast, where I, your host, Daniel K, I play video games on our podcast, and you can listen to them be played. Hi. Uh, well, would you look at this? It's time for a Daniel K recommend. Daniel K has a podcast, and he recommends things sometimes. Oh, thank you, Matt. As always, what a lovely, what a lovely little, little bit of noise to listen to. Some guitar noise guitar noises put together into a song about me yeah okay so i want to recommend uh, another podcast it's by two people uh one of them is phoenix feet aka cherry the chancy you know, remember cherry the chancy egg bomb a uh, firewheel lived all the way to the end of the nuzlocke miraculously uh soft-boiled Replenishing everyone's health, feeding them eggs from his big pouch. Yeah, Cherry the Chancy. He's got a uh, podcast with a, a woman named Cube Watermelon. Um, and it's called Anime Slushy. And, uh, yeah, those two uh, good uh, friends talk about animes. Uh, anime TV programs that they watch. Um, yeah, and I've been really enjoying... I don't watch anime at all, uh, but I've been really enjoying them have uh, incredibly in-depth conversations about what has been, so far, uh, a series of apparently incredibly, terribly bad anime shows, anime TV shows. That's, uh, yeah. Anime, if you're listening to this and you don't know, it's short for Japanime. It's uh, Japanese animated t- uh, TV content. I'm, I'm, fuck, I'm like... Yeah, I'm 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 saying that to be dumb deliberately. Japanime was like a term. Do you remember that that was around when I was in like early high school? I don't know if it's like some bullshit term people made up to explain what a- anime is to people who didn't know, or if it was a real thing that actually meant anime. Uh, anyway, this is not the point. Anyway, yeah, uh, Cube Watermelon and Phoenix Feet. The two people who are really good to listen to have these conversations about terrible anime shows that, that, like, they hate. They, like, hate watching through whole series and going, this is terrible for this specific reason. And then this character, you know, who I kind of respected up to this point, did this, and then this happened. And it's like, I'm getting the entire plot of the whole anime series uh, explained to me in a very sort of cynical and snarky way by these two people who I like and who I like to listen to. And so from that perspective, it's a, an amazing podcast. Uh, and it's really long form as well. They they break down the plot of uh, entire series, often episode by episode. And so, like, the episodes of their podcast sometimes go for four hours. No, three hours. I think, like, the longest one is, uh, well, two hours and 50-something minutes. Um, here it is, two hours, 53, uh, where they watch Ruby, which is actually an American TV uh, animated show. Uh Heavily anime inspired. So, for two hours and fifty-three minutes, you can listen to uh, Cube Watermelon and Phoenix Feet break down exactly every single failure that they've noticed in this uh, in this in this show, and it's great. Uh, so, with that uh, recommendation out of the way, I recommend you go download Anime Slushy on your phone and listen to the episodes. It's, it's, it's real good. Listen to Cherry the Chancy talk to his friend about anime that they both hate. That's right. The reason I put this recommends right at the start 
is because it's tangentially related to the game I'm going to be playing today. Let me let me take you back, listeners, to a couple months ago. Uh, I regularly do this thing, which is I, I go into cash converters, pawn shops, and I look at what Vita games, PS Vita games they've got. Or I go to EB Games, I look at their second-hand Vita games, because they're thin on the ground. There's so few. Uh, one day I went to, I think it was specifically a cash city, and I saw they had a Vita game there called Danganronpa. Danganronpa. And I'm like, Danganronpa? What is Danganronpa? So I whip out my uh, smartphone, I look up Danganronpa. It's a visual novel. Uh, yeah. Um, like, yeah. It's like a little kind of, like a interactive manga story that plays out on your phone and you make decisions and it affects the story. It's a visual novel. Danganronpa. And I Google and it's like, oh, uh, you play as this teenage person in like on an island, like it's a high school uh, retreat, but there's a dark twist. Uh, I think you have to kill the other students in order to escape the island or something. And I'm like, ugh, that doesn't sound good. I don't want to. That's not really for me. Uh, and so I think, well, I'm not going to buy this game. And then I go away and I'm, I think about it for a while. I'm like, wow, visual novel. Maybe that would be interesting to play. Maybe it would be an okay game. Mm, I don't really like the sound of killing other kids, though. Being a kid, killing other kids, is that what I have to do? Like, am I literally stabbing them to death? Or do is it just that my actions cause them to die and I can be, like, the last person through friendship? Or, you know, do, do, do I really need to actually kill people? And then I'm listening to uh, Anime Slushy, and Cube Watermelon says, uh, like... Danganronpa, like, they're talking about an anime which is kind of dark and people die. And she's like, yeah, this kind of sucks. It's not like Danganronpa, where I'm having lots of fun doing this, you know, dark people dying narrative. And I'm like, oh, Danganronpa, good. Okay, well, maybe I do want to go back there and have a little look and see if I can't buy it. Well, too bad, too late, already sold. I can't buy Danganronpa, right? Tragic, I know. Cut to today... Or I go uh, for the first time to a brand new uh, video game shop, which I've never been to before. It's called Retro something, Retro Game. I don't know. It's got all old games. And they've got a little stack of Vita games. And in amongst the Vita games is this game right here. Um, I just opened the empty case like a dickhead. Uh, you're wondering what it is. Is it Danganronpa, Dan? No, it's not. Oh, well, what is it? It's a Danganronpa spin-off. I'm not even too sure if it's a... a visual novel or not. I actually don't really... I, it just occurred to me then, I don't I don't actually know if it's a, if it's a, a, a visual interactive novel. Like Danganronpa is, I think. It's called Ultra Despair Girls, Danganronpa Another Episode. I whip out my phone there in the shop, and I look... Uh, and it's a, a Danganronpa uh, spin-off game. Uh, within the continuity, it comes in between Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 2. Uh, and the reviews, the first one I saw, 95%. The second one I saw, 4 out of 10. Radically mixed reviews. Um, and the fact that it's a spin-off game which takes place in between two of the main games in the series, that tells me something. This is not a good starting point. I should not 
have bought this game, I should not be playing it. There's going to be continuity which I do not understand, characters which are significant, which I should know about, which I will not know about, and so I'm going to have a confusing and bad time playing this game. It's going to be a terrible example of what this series of games can be for me. Uh, Yeah, it might really burn me and turn me off these games forever. You listeners, you're going to listen to all that take place right now, because I have my Vita, I've just installed the game... And what the hell is this even called again? Ultra Despair Girls Danganronpa, another episode, is the name of this game. I bought it for $21. Because I didn't want to go back there and it be gone again. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't want to find out it's actually the best in this series later on. I haven't done any more research than that quick phone Google search in which I saw two uh, numerical reviews and an explanation of where it fits into the continuity. So I know nothing about this. It's rated M. Uh, rated M for sexualized images and innuendo, for mature themes, and for fantasy violence. Uh, yeah. So I've I've plugged it into my Vita. Let's let's listen to how this 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 uh disaster plays out in front of me. Let's go, huh? Uh. As the PS Vita lobby music, and let's hit start on Ultra Despair Girls Danganronpa, another episode. Okay. I see a loading screen, a girl with a megaphone. It's looking at a girl in a schoolgirl uniform. Between them is a scary bear. And now the game starts, or the menu. I'm just looking at a black screen. Anis America. Oh no, NIS? It's like it really squiggly. Spike Chunsoft. We're looking at uh, development companies. CRIWare, Cryware. Download and or distribution of this game software without... Oh, it's gone. It was a warning of some kind. Ultra Despair Girls, Danganronpa, another episode. Press any button. Uh, there's copyright information, but no year. I don't know what year this is from. Uh, yeah, I, I got no idea. 2015? Looking at the back of the box? Okay, cool. This presentation is not promising. It doesn't... Uh, yeah, it doesn't broadcast any any reassuring messages that this is going to be a game that I like to me. It's kind of really... I don't know. Everything's like sort of chalk graffiti looking. It's almost like a Jet Set Radio Future. This is what this menu kind of looks like. Uh, press any button. New game or load game? Start new game, please. Uh, oh, select difficulty. Kamaru mode. Working hard for normal girl mode. That's the that's what's automatically selected. If I go left, genocide mode. Super ultra pumped genocide jack mode for those who just want to enjoy the story. Then despair mode. Ultra despair mode. So easy mode is called genocide mode. Kamaru mode is regular normal mode, and then despair mode is difficult mode. So let's just go Kamaru. I've got no idea. I no idea what Kamaru might mean. I have some idea what genocide means. Start the game. Yes. <laughs> I'm already slightly not on board with the game calling its easy mode genocide. Oh, first let's set up your camera. What the fuck is this? With auto camera, you automatically follow the character you're controlling. Oh, I have to walk a character around? With manual camera, you can control the camera with the right stick. This can be changed in options. Choose one. <laughs> well, you, you, listen. 
a Danganronpa and other chapter game makers, you have to have made that decision already for me which one works better in your game. Don't leave it up to me. I didn't make the game. Which camera setting would you like? Auto or manual? Auto. Is that going to suck? Manual. I'm going to go manual. Ugh. Black loading screen. Oh, there's a planet... Uh, the planet Earth. Really terrible rendering of the planet Earth. Oh. The world is round. But is that really true? Earth might have the shape of rock candy. Ah, oh, the Earth just changed into a candy. Spiky lump of sugar your grandma would wrap in a tissue. Who's talking? Ugh. In the same way, I've never actually seen most things that are considered common knowledge. Common knowledge and what we take for granted. We base our lives around such uncertain things. Well, not that it matters for me. I mean, my world isn't even big enough to worry about stuff like the shape of the earth or common knowledge. In fact, it's pretty small. We're in a girl's bedroom. She's just waking up. She got messy hair and pajamas. This is my world. This is my world. This two bedroom apartment that I live in is my world. Mm. My life doesn't extend beyond these walls. She's stripping down to her underpants. Oh, she's put on a schoolgirl uniform. She's walking through what looks like a kitchen slash dining room area. Oh, she's in prison. There's bars all around the house. The two-room apartment. My name is Komaru Naegi. Okay, Komaru. I'm a completely normal high school girl <laughs> who lives an abnormal daily life. Oh, no, an abnormal daily life. Ultra Despair Girls, Danganronpa, another episode. The titles flash up on screen. So she's in a two-room apartment, which has, like, prison bars around it. She's stretching. All right. Oh. I had no idea. I thought this was going to be me reading. Instead, it's the game, like, talking to me. She's running at her front door and punching it. Let me out of here! Oh. Jeez, you... Ever since my imprisoned life began, this pointless defiance became my morning routine. Okay, this is her morning routine is banging on the door. It was only at the beginning that I was seriously crying and yelling. This is just old boy. It's been a year and a half since my imprisoned life began. Uh. She's like wiping herself down with a towel now after banging on the door for a bit. It's frightening how well humans can adapt. I learned that firsthand through this imprisonment. She's reading a magazine now, sitting on the couch in her apartment. She's looking bored. I've completely given up, of course. If I had, I wouldn't do things like change my uniform every morning. Yep, good point. Change into a different schoolgirl uniform for being imprisoned in a tiny two room apartment. She's saying this while flipping through a glossy magazine about pop stars. Jeez, it's finally breakfast! It's about time I'm starved in here! Is it gonna be dumplings like an old boy? About this whole imprisonment. Unfortunately, even I, the victim, have no clue whatsoever. Yeah, a little shoot pops out next to her locked door. 
Oh, she's got a fridge full of water bottles. She gets another water bottle out. Her breakfast is just eggs on toast with some um, cherry tomatoes and like a coffee. She's sitting down. She has no idea who's locked her up, just like an old boy. Doesn't know why. She's going to break out and then sleep with her own daughter. Spoiler alert for old boy. I've forgotten her name already, but I... Oh, she's surpri- surprised by the door handle turning. There's better be something th- that really changes this narrative for the better. What happened, she says. She's listening to the sound of the door knob turning. We're seeing flashbacks to everything we've just seen over the last minute. <gasps> oh, some spikes come out of the wooden door. They're very close to her eye, and she's quite scared of the spikes. Oh. A big robotic red eye is peeking through the holes left by the big spikes. The spikes are like claws. Ah, oh, and they're tearing the door apart. It's being torn off its hinges. What's going to be behind... The door, and it's a dark corridor, and there's a big teddy bear with huge claws, and a big stupid belly button. There it is. Alright, I've just uh, paused the game, which you can do on the Vita, to describe this teddy bear to you, because this is... This is the Danganronpa character. Like, it's probably not called Danganronpa, but this is the character which I associate with these games. It was on the front cover of the first game which I saw in Cash City. It's all over the front cover of this game. It's this stupid-looking bear character. Uh, It's front and center on the cover of this game, and then it's also, like, surrounding the box art. Like, there's this, like seven or eight different little versions of this bear character all all over this box art. Uh, It's going to be probably somehow in the thumbnail so that you know what it looks like too but it's like a cute little teddy bear which is divided in half vertically so it has a left half and a right half of its body. One half is white one half is black. The white half it just looks like a little white coloured normal uh, sort of velvety teddy bear the black half has a big angry shark mouth and a glowing red robot glowy like evil eye so it's like evil on one side and good on the other and it's uh yeah it looks super dumb it looks awful uh and now let's get back into it and let's let's see what well let's see what happens the interaction between this horrible girl character who we've been up to this point I mean not that I've been controlling anything we've just been listening to her have an old boy kind of time of it and now let's let's see what sh- what happens with the bear character let's hit the unpause button there we are oh <gasps> there it is oh suddenly we're in 3D we were in like an anime cutscene before and now we're in like a 3D world just crawling away. Oh, the bear is scanning her. We get a gratuitous upskirt shot from the bear's perspective as she crawls away. 
Oh, it leaps at her with uh, scary claws. Oh, get away from me. I now have to run away. I'm controlling it. Oh, shit, I'm running away from the bear, which is going to catch me. I'm left stick to walk. Let's get out the front door. I've walked out the front door. Oh, shit. This is crazy. Oh, O button to run. Is this place on fire? Why is there a fire? I can't get through. But this is like stylized fire. It's like it's being drawn. It's like everything is kind of like a 3D. It looks like a 3D... What I've seen of Persona, it's in the same kind of style, I'd say. Uh, but, like, the fire is like it's been drawn by a child. Oh, here we are. A cutscene. The bear has escaped our room. Oh, a black and white bear, she says. We're walking down the corridor. We've got nowhere to go because fire is blocking. This is all like prisons. We're walking down a cold corridor full of prison rooms, just like ours. There's a staircase, but it's blocked by flames. Someone help me! Yeah, this is a lot like the apartment block in uh, Pizza Makes Games' uh, what is it, tomorrow? Or yesterday? Yesterday? Tomorrow? Oh, here we are, cutscene. It's escaped me. I mean, it saved me from having to... Oh, she's running to a lift, being chased by the bear. She hits down. The lift is going up, 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 up. And she can see the numbers getting higher and higher. Here comes the bear. Uh, she's on floor number 10. The door slowly opens. She's spooked by something in the lift. Oh, it's a bunch of people. One blonde boy and like five black-haired boys. The blonde boy... Boy, I think? Uh, holds out a megaphone and shoots a beam of blue energy at the bear who explodes and its head falls on the ground. You must be Kamaru, what if I says the guy, the blonde guy. He's introducing himself. He's very serious looking, he has glasses. Quite harsh eyes. Kamaru Niagi says, um, here we are. This is kind of more like in a visual novel style. Oh, no, never mind. Don't get the wrong idea and start crying. I'm not the one who imprisoned you here. Actually, I'm here to rescue you. Yeah, you can just listen to them talk, huh? Future Foundation received intel that a captive was imprisoned somewhere inside this building. Oh my god, is this guy voiced by the the, the Sheldon character from the Big Bang Theory? Future Foundation? It would appear that intel was correct. However, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Been rescued by Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. And he's walking away from the lifts, walking towards the bear's head, which is still on the what ground. The meaning of this? What are all these vermin monokumas doing here? Vermin monokumas. Monokuma? No matter how you look at it, the timing is just too perfect. This... Just as we show up, a riot breaks out. Now, they must have known we were coming. A riot? Why is she shocked by that? She looked really shocked when he said, Ah, oh, riot broke out. Like, you've been in prison for almost two years. Uh, um... What, what do you mean, riot? What's going on outside? Oh, she's really worried about it. She what looks very sad. Back there? What was that? What's going on? Yeah, that's what you should be worried about. Not whether or not a riot is happening. 
Well, it's a sassy thing to say. Just like that the first time I met him. Him? They're talking about the robot bear. Oh, he says, whoa. Oh, another bear. It's killed. Oh, there's a whole bunch of bears entering this place. They've just killed one of the black-haired agents. They're in, like, black tuxedo suits, which accompany the blonde guy. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm pausing it again. Uh, yeah, the black suit uh, secret agents. They're fighting the bears, and they're all just getting killed. I just want to point out how dumb it is that when the lift opened and there were like five black-suited, black-haired agents and then there was one blonde-haired boy with glasses who's like this guy who's the, an actual character who we're talking to, they just used exactly the same model for all the different agents who were supporting him. And now they're all, they've all just been killed. It's like... It's almost like... Uh, you remember the 3D mo- like 3D program Poser, the really old crappy one where you can just load out these like uh, preset uh, models of people and like po- and like move them around just in like T pose. It's like they just loaded out like placeholder people and they were gonna put like characters in or like try and you know make them look a little bit different like they're actual human beings later unless it's part of the story that they're clones or robots or something i actually don't know that but that's just that strikes me as being particularly cynically lazy that all those five guys are just going to get killed in literally 2 minutes so why even bother making them different from each other they can just be exactly the same the same character repeated let's get back to it they've been attacked by the bears it's a difficult situation in this prison hotel Has just handed us the main it's character. Gun developed by Future Foundation. It shoots program codes with electromagnetic waves. Just handed us a um, megaphone, which is apparently a gun. Oh shit! We get a flashback to just a minute ago when he shot the bear, just in case we'd forgotten. So yeah, it's a megaphone. It's actually a magic gun. Read the operation instructions included with the gun. You're on your own from here. What? What do you mean? You can run. Busy now. Now that I've seen these annoying bears, I can't just leave them be. The bears are killing all the other guys. They're all dead. A member of Future Foundation is on standby at the restaurant across the street. The, the blonde boy bl- exploded a bear with his megaphone. Go! You're just in the way here. There's terrible music playing. We've run into the lift. We watch as he explodes the bears. Uh, we, we look sad. We're in the lift. We're looking sad. He's exploding the bears, and now the lift door's shut. Man, that guy was a real asshole. <laughs> this is... Oh, we're back into, like, an anime cutscene. We're on the ground floor. We've just exited the building, I guess. Completely empty streets. Oh, people are being killed by the bears. The blood is purple. I guess there's like a censorship thing. 
Yeah, they're just being torn apart. Their eviscerated bodies are, like, thrown on top of cars. They're lying dead and in pieces in the building. Oh, Big Bear just killed a guy inside a car. She's running away. There's no real crowd shots. There's only ever one or two, like, characters on screen at a time, and they're all dead bodies. Or big bears stabbing into them. Oh, she's just entered a restaurant and people are sitting down like it's all normal, having the happy meals. Someone said welcome. A table for one? Huh? Bear attack! A bear? Bears! Bears everywhere! Now please! Call the military! Paramedics! Hurry! If we don't hurry! Miss, please keep your voice down. You're disturbing the other customers. Yeah, everyone's looking over at us. Yeah, calm. everyone's just pretending like nothing's happening, or maybe nothing is happening. Hello? Some suspicious girl is... Ah, bears have r- jumped in, and they're just killing everyone. Oh, everyone's just corpses on the ground. Oh no, there's the girl who was uh, calling the cops, she's dead. We're hiding under the counter, and we look very sad. We have our hands over our mouth. Like, oh my gosh, and there's like a little bit of blue shading on our forehead, like we're kind of sick. Yeah. And we're just watching these robot bears kill people. Oh, we're back in a 3D... Uh, it's like a 3D animated cutscene. Yeah, we're in 3D now. We're not in an anime cutscene anymore. I think they should have settled on one style, anime cutscenes or 3D cutscenes. Now it's like 3D animation. Well, what the fuck is this? What is this I'm even looking at? Okay, I've got to pause. It's exactly the same scenes as before. The bears are in the restaurant killing everyone. The bears are fully rendered 3D models attacking everyone. All the people are just blue outlines. Bright, like cyan. Bright, bright, bright blue. Just outlines. Some of them are fighting. Some of them are animated, like waving chairs around at the bears, trying to save themselves. Some of them are just being stabbed with the big claws. But it's just like bright blue, like neon blue outlines. It's more like... It feels like cost-cutting. It feels like they wanted to... uh, Not bother at all with having different... Like, having to draw characters or different people. So they've just got blue silhouettes. And they wanted to try and go like, oh, maybe if we make it, like, bright blue, it'll come off as being stylized. But it doesn't look stylized. This game looks unfinished. Let's get back into it, shall we? Yeah, I feel like maybe a scene of these blue silhouettes being killed by the bears will make it into the thumbnail if this goddamn nightmare... (laughs) of an episode ever gets published if this ever gets published if I ever decide to publish this on my feed my poor feed alright let's get back into it and see what happens yeah blue silhouettes are being hacked and slashed and gouged to death oh we're looking down at our gun that we've got our megaphone magic gun electronica is playing We're staring at the gun, our hands are shaking, we're sweating. We suddenly have a look of determination and we put our finger on the trigger and we stand up from under the counter. We're looking at a bear and it cuts to me, I guess. Ah, it's time for a tutorial. 
<laughs> We've got three hearts of health now, and I've got like a heads-up display. It's time for a tutorial. If you press L button, you ready the hacking gun, which is the megaphone. The right stick focuses the reticle. Okay. If you press the R button with the gun out, you fire the truth bullet from the hacking gun. The hacking gun shoots truth bullets. Ah, here we are. It's showing us an example of killing a bear with the gun. Pressing the square button opens the truth bullet selection screen. So I guess like um, like Hellboy, we've got some fun different bullets to choose from. You can switch truth bullets with either the directional buttons or the touch screen. Yeah, I'll be using the buttons, thanks. You can also switch truth bullets outside of the menu with the directional buttons. Try using all multicolored truth bullets against the monokumas. This makes no sense. Why is this happening, she says. Alright. Uh, oh, shit. I have to invert. I have to invert the look. Uh, un- how do I- Oh, here we are. System. People. Files. I'm in the menu. How, where's options? Here we are. Options. Change game settings. Uh, c- cut to when I figured it out. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay, that's kind of better. Alright, I'm gonna aim. I can see a bear hacking at a body on the ground. I'm gonna aim with the left thing. No, there we go. What it said about the right, the right stick... Uh, narrowing the reticle or whatever. I'm just aiming with the right stick. That's all that's happening. And now, uh, R, R shoulder to shoot. Yeah, I got it. Ah, oh, the bear exploded. Oh, this gun is amazing. I, I achievement unlocked. Monokuma fighter. Um, I guess I'm going to change bullets. I was using, I was using break bullets. I'm going to try link bullets, which are the rainbow colored ones. There's another bear over there. I'm going to aim my gun at it. I fired a slow-moving heart. And now we cut to the bear. Oh, I get to... I'm controlling the bear now. So I got different bullets which do different things. I was kind of hoping for an... Okay, I'm going to walk up to another thing. Another bear. And try a square to attack, apparently. Yeah, I'm attacking another bear. Oh, that was all. I, I ran out of time to control the bear. It didn't kill anyone. Oh, that, that bullet's terrible. Detect, burn, move. I just get all these bullets. Paralyze. Dance. Knock back. Let's try burn. Let's give this a go. Oh, there's the two bears. Oh, there's like three bears back here. Uh, uh-oh. I've enraged one of them. It's coming towards me. I'm shooting burn bullets at me. At it. Ah. This isn't going well at all. I'm going to swap to break bullets. Well, they all just... I... They're all dead. Yeah, I just insta-killed them all with the break bullets. The burn bullets didn't do anything against them. What's with this bear, she says. Let's go look at this silhouette of a victim. Oh, there's another one over there. There's another bear over there. I'm going to go shoot. I'm like sneaking around. This is just like, yep. Like a, this is. I should say this is like a, an over-the-shoulder, kind of third-person shooter. 
Okay, I've just killed all the bears and she's stopped in the middle of the restaurant. I'm going to move to another cutscene. It's another 3D cutscene. What is this? What's going on? Uh? Huh? Oh, she's starting to... Oh, okay, this is not me. This is another uh, similar sounding character, which is like off screen somewhere and they're laughing. I thought it was me laughing. A 3D cutscene of us walking around the restaurant. Oh, it's the TV. Someone on TV is laughing, but the news announcer is dead. Oh, there's a little girl with cute pink hair. Oh, the news announcer is a zombie with pink blood coming from his eyes. Oh, okay. He's just being picked up by these two other little kids. Yeah, three kids are on TV playing with the body of a dead newsreader. What? Hey, Okay, I'm going to pause it. I can't let that go without comment. One of the little girls picked up the camera and said, Uh-uh, kitty porn is a no-no. And then we cut to our character and she's like, Oh, what are these kids doing? This is terrible. Like... Uh, yeah, and the, yeah, I just couldn't let that pass without me pointing out that it happened in the game in front of me, and, and I, I I don't know what to say about that, uh, but these three kid characters are the most irritating, the most irritating characters in any media I've ever come across, and that's probably a lot to do with their costumes, they're so complicated, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the voice acting doesn't help. The dialogue doesn't help. It's all compounded into this horrible mess that I can't stand. Uh, but let's see what happens next. So we're watching TV. There's three kids with the, the the craziest character designs, the most messed up, jumbled, like just horrible character designs. Uh, there's a girl who's mostly in pink with pink hair. Uh, there's... I think a boy or a tomboy with like orange hair and like sports, kind of like a soccer sports kind of outfit on, but their um, pupils are the, the, they're like a flame design for their pupils instead of just normal eyes. And then there's a kid, I think it's a boy, who has a really long sleeve jumper so that their hands don't come out. So they've just got like floppy jumper sleeves, but their their face is covered in like a leather... Uh, or, or maybe it's just corduroy, like it's like a brown fabric, uh, like a full body suit which has been patched and sewn together from little bits of brown fabric or leather. And so it, it totally covers their face except for their eyes and mouth like it's a balaclava. And they're like a dopey stoner character, I guess, who asked that question about zombies. So now let's get back to the game, shall we? Let's get back to the game and see what happens next. Oh, a fourth character's come up. It's like a director. This is their director, I guess. Telling them to behave themselves. 
and the kids are chasing the director around with the dead body. Our character is looking at this like it's the most serious. Oh my god, a wheelchair's just rocked up. An electric wheelchair with a little girl in it. And she's delivering this monologue. Please stand by and get a, a test pattern. Yeah, little girl in an electric wheelchair. She had green hair, a red ribbon. Oh, this is with the titles. Now we get Spike Chunsoft. We get the opening titles, I guess. Oh, flashbacks to everything that's happened so far. Danganronpa. Uh, lots and lots of this bear just recurring, recurring through, through lots of like artwork and animations, lots of different versions of it. They really love this bear, Kamaru Nigi. There's my character. We're seeing like character portraits. We're in, being introduced to characters. Toko Fukawa. I don't think that's a girl who we've met. Uh, Kurokuma. He's kind of dressed up. He's got a big stogie and like a gold chain. Like he's a big gangster. Oh, Shirakuma. It's like a more white and pink design. Uh, Masaru something something. Oh, Kotoko Utsugi. The, and, and Jitaro and Monaka. Those are the four. Uh, here's the director. Nagisa Shingetsu. The five horrible uh, kid characters who appeared on TV. We're seeing, like, big robots with drill arms drilling through the ground and chasing uh, my main character. So I guess that's something that's going to happen in this game. Ultra Despair Girls, Danganronpa, another episode. The titles just appeared and the game's ready to start. Are we ready to start the game, listeners? Prologue. Now we get to watch the prologue. Prologue, the Warriors of Hope. Are we ready to start the game? I'm looking up, I'm seeing I'm at the 43-minute mark. A certain incident completely changed the world. Around a year ago, uh, around a year and a half ago, a certain incident completely changed the world. So this is probably the events of the first game, do you reckon? Apparently, the origin of the incident was a student movement at a certain school. Yeah, this is talking about the first game, which I've got no idea about. So, oh well. The school covered it up. So it was too late when the world finally realised. Can I turn the speech off so that I'm talking? Wait... I feel like that would be better if I was delivering this dialogue. Because at least it's not you listening to these horrible, like, voice samples. But I've gone I've gone 43 and a half minutes into this episode without doing that, so I guess I better not change anything now. Uh, because if you were irritated by their voices, then you've, you've, you've dealt with that up till now. If you weren't, then I don't want to change it in case you'd be irritated more by me reading this terrible dialogue. So a student movement grew out of control and swallowed the entire world. It couldn't have just been some riot or student protest. It happened. 
No, couldn't have just been a student riot. He did come from Hope's Peak Academy after all. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the incident grew so much in strength and scale that it threw the world into despair. The incident grew in strength and scale. Theft, arson, brutality, murder. The violent crime rate went off the charts. Oh no, we're seeing like pictures of news reports of violent crimes. Violence spawned revenge, which fueled more violence, driving the crime rate even higher. Oh no, if I was the editor, I would have cut that bit out. That's totally redundant. Why, why put that in? Before long, a global war broke out. A war not for land or ideals, but only for the sake of war. Sounds, sounds, sounds realistic. A war that tainted the world with despair. Oh, that's a shame. We see a family photograph with three people, uh, two girls and a boy. It could be a mum and dad and daughter. And I think that's us, the main character on the left there. We have the most we have the most ridiculously over-the-top happy looks. Every single one of us has a huge, gurning, grin, happy face in this beautiful, happy family photo. I'm sure it'll all work out fine for this family. First game stuff. I don't know about it. I don't know about it. But even then, I kept telling myself, it's all going to be fine. Don't be afraid. But the realization that it was too late came to me like the ground rushing up to break my fall. Nothing has changed. We're still looking at this happy family photo. A group of men oh. I've never seen before broke into my house and separated me from my family. Now it's the same scene, but everything's ruined and wrecked up, and you can't see any people in the picture. I'm sure it's all fine, though, and nothing bad happened. The world I had been living in up to that moment collapsed. Everything changed. And you just went to prison? And since that horrible and unjust imprisonment, a year and a half passed. Oh, that was alright. That was... that was pretty tame. Yeah, they just came and put me in prison and that's all that happened. I was supposed to be a normal high school girl. But instead, I became a complacent prisoner. Okay, cool. I thought it was going to get way darker there. Oh no, attacked by bears. There's no use in keeping hope. That's what I was forced to realize once again. You know what? It's just occurred to me. This insane bear design, this half black, half white, uh, shark mouthed, robot eyed bear with metal claws. This. It's. Like, obviously. I think this game is kind of trying to be like cool in a really high schoolish way in making such a crazy like childishly designed character like this big teddy bear making it super violent and it's tearing people apart and they're in just like bits on the ground that's kind of obvious that's coming through it's 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 trying to be like weird and cool in that way this would be way better if there were just bears. If it wasn't a like oh a crazy quirky design. If it was just bears killing people, I'd like that a hundred percent better. Like just big grizzly bears, like Timothy Treadwell, goddamn Werner Herzog. You know, 
that, that kind of just big, scary, like, oh, actually really scary bear. The kind of bear which would really just, like, uh, give, um, what's his face a really hard time? The Revenant. You know the Revenant guy? Oh, I'm gonna go out and, and uh, j- join a bunch of people in the fur trade. Oh, shit, a bear! Real hard time. That guy. Catch me if you can, you know? Just a big bear. Big bears committing this these acts of violence. It'll be way more... I don't know. Compelling? Than these crazy characters. Um, yeah, anyway. Let's get back into the, the prologue. Oh, is that it? Oh, thank God. Oh, we see a street scene. A bunch of bears were... Uh, mauling the, the silhouetted bodies. Of victims in the street. I would have stayed in my room forever. Uh oh. Here comes a bear. Stomping, stomping. A very scary bear. Stomping, stomping. This is back in the restaurant. I guess we've just seen that TV report. Balls up in the air. Stomping, stomping, stomping everywhere. Kangaroo jumps. The bear's looking in through the window. Let's decided not to come in. Our character looks relieved. I better run, she says. That's right. That Biakia guy said that someone is supposed to be here, right? She's looking around, but everyone's just dead silhouettes on the ground. Blue and red silhouettes. Alright. Am I controlling the character? No. Uh, there's like a black-suited agent on the ground. It's the same as that Biakia guys. Oh, the suit's the same as the Biakia guys. Uh, mm, he's still alive. This guy's got like black sunglasses and a dumb bowl cut. His his the cookie cutter uh, secret agent design who got killed. Uh, by the bears in the first introduction to the bears killing people. Are you alright? Who, who are you? You shouldn't be here. Hurry up and run. Uh, um, you're from Future Foundation, right? He's like uh, collapsed on the ground and, and resting up against a wall. Uh, we're just standing above him, kind of talking to him. Conveniently, he's going to get killed by a bear. Bunch of bears have broken in. The guy opens the door for us. We run away. Oh, that was kind of vague. We didn't hear him getting killed by the bears. We just heard him shouting, I'll take you all on. And then we ran away. And now the screen fades to black and it's loading. Oh, and now we're outside and I'm in control again. It's in ruins. 
Oh no, the town's in ruins. I got my brake bullets. I can't move yet. Where's my camera? Holy fuck! Oh my... What? I can't move the... Oh my god. This game is out an absolute mess. Okay, I have to... I'm really taken aback by what I find. Um... I go to move the left stick to move my character around. I've discovered I can't use the right stick to move the camera. The camera's locked. So I go to move my left stick to start running around this open 3D environment. I'm in a side-scrolling minigame. I don't know if it's a minigame or what's going on, but I'm just side-scrolling. I can only move left or right. I don't think I can even jump. I can just move left or right. So let's just keep on moving to the right, because to the left is the door we just came through. I can't move the camera. I can't change my bullets even. I can just move left and right. There's explosions in the city behind me. There's bears uh, destroying uh, the place and tearing up corpses. There's fire. Ah, oh, Dad, Mum, Makoto, she says. But we don't see, like, they're not here. She's just, like, saying that to herself. Oh, I can see a helicopter in the background. It's in, like, a kid's playground. I guess we've gotten here. There was no interaction. I was just holding down the right stick to the right. I mean, the left stick to the right. There's the helicopter. No one's in the driver's seat, though. Oh, a bunch of uh, black-suited secret agents. And then there's a woman in a super short skirt with a black tuxedo top. They're reacting to that name and to that whole concept. The woman looks at one of the secret angels and she nods. What is your name? He's speaking. Komaru. It's Komaru Naegi. Mm-hmm. We're back out of... I have to make this differentiation. We're back out of the flashy pre-rendered cutscene to, uh, like, the flashy pre-rendered 3D cutscene, which is different from the anime, like, narrative cutscenes, which are also cropping up periodically in this game. We just got out of the pre-rendered 3D cutscene into another, like, in-game graphics 3D cutscene. This game is an absolute, uh, pile of just, like, just, it's just a mess. Ah, oh, Future Foundation D. Looks like that information about a captive in this town was correct. So, where is Byakuya Togami? Is he safe? That's weird. We were in a huge hotel at like a 10-story, at least a 10-story, like, apartment block. And every single door had bars on. Every single window in that in the apartment block we were going, we were walking past. They all had bars on them. It was like a huge prison complex. And they're like, oh, shit, a captive in this town? Like, there must have been, like, space for a thousand captives in that facility. But I guess I was the only one there? He, he told me to run, so I, I haven't seen him since. I see. I can't reach him, so I thought he might be in danger. Uh... Yeah. But there was someone from Future Foundation getting attacked in the restaurant back there. Please, you have to go save him. Oh, that's nice of her. There's three guys who are completely identical to that guy. I wonder if this is when we'll find out that they're just clones and they don't really matter. Understood. I'll go back for him. Oh, that's nice. 
Not cool. I hope he can make it in time too. Yeah. <laughs> that guy who would pretty much just watch get killed. I hope you guys can hear this enough. I hope my voice isn't too loud and the audio isn't too quiet. I see. Well, we don't have much time, so I'll give you the short version. Oh, I see. So there were four, like, secret agent people uh, in front of the helicopter. One of them was the woman. Their names are Future Foundations A, Future Foundation B, Future De Foundation C, and Future Foundation D. That's their four names. And the woman is D. First off, we're from an organization called Future Foundation. This is C who's talking. We're trying to help the world recover from the incident. You know what I'm referring to? Yeah, I actually have no idea. It's like I've been in a prisoner in an apartment block for a year and a half. Or... It's like I didn't play the first Danganronpa game. Danganronpa. The incident, she says, she's confused. It's behind your imprisonment. The biggest, most awful, most tragic event in human history. It's behind your imprisonment. The biggest, most awful, most tragic event in human history. What a sentence. Uh, I should point out that our character's mood... Sometimes she has, like, bright blue question marks popping above her head if she's confused. Or if she's shouting, she has bright pink exclamation marks. But they're, like, sort of like a cool kind of almost electro-graffiti font that the bright blue question mark or exclamation mark in pink is. And it just looks terrible. Everything is terrible. I'm looking at, like, bright yellow neon text on a grey uh, bar at the bottom of the screen with pink outlines uh, and, and a white title uh, telling me this guy's name, and it's just a mess. We get another flashback. This is a whole new thing which I'm looking at. This is like a beautiful artwork of a ruined city, like a, a gouache painting. Uh, which is being panned across, like a, like a really highly detailed painting. Ah, oh, this is terrible. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Okay, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. We see uh, scenes of violence, uh, but they look like a 14-year-old boy drew these scenes of violence, uh, and the backdrop is just a flame... Imagine the kind of flames that you'd see on, uh, I don't know, some sunglasses or some board shorts at a petrol station. You know, the kind of thing. Uh, just terrible flame effects. Not even effects, are still a terrible flame image. And everyone who's uh, screaming and being tortured or hit with sticks by these, uh, these, these, like, cool people, like thugs with guns and sticks and stuff. Everyone who's bleeding has, like, bright purple blood, I guess, to get around censorship. Or to make it more. And then the war. The biggest, most awful, most tragic event in human history includes that too. We see a footage from uh, news screens, uh, like talking heads delivering bad news. It's clearly uh, like screenshots of real news footage, like world news. CNN, uh, like, rolling news uh, footage that has been... Like, it's just, like, still images that's been kind of put through a Photoshop filter to make them a bit blobby and a bit painted. It's the, it's just it's the worst. They've got, like, scan lines across them, like... 
Because of all this, the world just crumbled, but in all that chaos... Future Foundation is trying the best we can to bring hope back to this world. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, and as for this town... When he said hope back to this world, we saw an image of the, like, a beautifully painted, uh, ruined city. Uh, but there was a red silhouette of a crazy-haired uh, woman character. And when he said hope back to this town, uh, the silhouette turned from red to black. And she had one uh, very intense-looking eye which stared uh, at the camera, I guess. So that might be significant. It might come up later. Um... Uh, yeah. Wow. This episode is going to be a long one. I'm just going to let this kind of ride out. I'm sorry if this is not the best thing in the world. I know, it's just terrible. It's just awful. But, like, it, it's going to be a lot of this awfulness. So just just go with it, huh? Like, let's just see where this goes and how it goes. This cartridge... This Vita cartridge is going to go in the bin after this. So let's just see how it goes for now, huh? Are you alright? Are you following? Says Future Foundation D, the woman in the very short black dress. I mean, skirt. Yeah. It's just a lot to take in, that's all. It's hard to hear. Every single one of these secret agents has, like, black hair, too. I'm sorry, but you need to know. I mean, obviously, because all the male characters are just the same character repeated over and over again, but the woman has black hair as well. That's what I'm saying. This town is an island off the coast and controlled by a powerful IT a powerful IT corporation. It's commonly called Toa City. Toa City. An island off the coast, controlled by an IT corporation. Toa City used to just be a nickname, but now it's what everyone calls it. Uh, I wonder if that has some meaning which I don't understand. Toa. Oh, we see, uh... Ever since the government stopped functioning, due to the tragedy... <laughs> we see, uh, uh like, co- almost like concept art. Um, of like a beautiful, well-functioning city with a monorail and like glass skyscrapers and interesting architecture. Toa Group and their cutting-edge technology are running the show here. Okay. Toa Group is a corporation that played a huge role in rebuilding the world. Corporation, and this is their technology—a cool monorail and some groovy skyscrapers. Oh shit! I dropped my Vita. Sorry. Ever since the tragedy, air pollution has made a lot of the planet uninhabitable. Oh, okay. Toa Group are purifying the air, I guess. Yeah, everyone needs their air purified by the Toa Corporation in order to live. Um, it's just, it's just a fun reminder that the, the terrible tragedy that happened in this game, the apocalyptic event, was just a student movement of violence and murder, which just kind of gained popularity and everybody started doing it all around the world until a big war was declared. That's what the event was. Cool. The clean air isn't the only thing that draws people to this town. Mm-hmm. Because of Toa Group's influence, this city has suffered far less damage than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this kind of riot going on in Toa City, this is something we never anticipated. Yeah, Toa City sounds like it was great. So it's a riot? Why is something like this happening? Why is this woman so obsessed with the idea of there being a riot happening? 
what's happening here. Where those Monokumas came from, why they're attacking the city. And that broadcast by those creepy kids. None of it makes any sense at all. Hey, this guy hates the kids too. The only thing we know for sure is that something horrible is happening here. We need to get more intel, but our priority is to escape. We need to leave, at least for now. So everywhere else in the world is just total shit. And this is the one tiny little, like, bubble where things aren't absolute total shit. And now things are starting to get a little bit rocky here because there's a riot. And everyone, this, like, secret organization is like, oh, no. Oh, no, this place. we got to go to this place. I guess is what I'm getting from this. Yeah, you're right. We need to hurry and escape. We'd probably get killed in a place like this. This is me, my character, the escaped prisoner, telling these secret agents this. Uh-oh. Oh, about your family. <laughs> Hold it. What was that? Oh, they get distracted by something they can't tell her. They can't tell her whatever news about her family that they happen to have. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Is that singing? It's like a children's uh, march. Everyone's got, like, red exclamation marks, graffiti exclamation marks above their heads when they're hearing this singing. Oh, 3D pre-rendered cutscene. Oh, there's an evil bear. Like, there's a woman with a scary bear's head. And now here's all the scary bears. Oh, one of the bears has a dead secret agent in its mouth. Oh, one of the guys we were just talking to is being mauled by a bear. The other one is, like, pushing us up into the helicopter to escape. Oh, he's just been attacked by a bear when he was trying to get into the helicopter. We shut the door, but a bear paw claws in. We shoot it with our gun, huh? Oh, no, we cook it, we kick it with our tiny foot. Then that worked. That's fine, sure, whatever. We killed, like, ten bears earlier. Oh, there's a bear in the cockpit. Uh-oh, it's gonna get us. It's just like banging the uh, console. Oh no, it's flying the... It's flying the helicopter now. It's got the joystick or whatever it is, the driver's stick, the helicopter stick. And we're, it's flying, the helicopter's flying up and there's a bear, one of the evil robot bears flying the helicopter and we're trapped in the back and the loading screen is happening. What weird... Oh. Okay. What is this? Holy fuck. I have to put this down. A new style, listeners. A new style. It's like this game was made in... Um, it's like this was a... Gr- like, It's like this game was outsourced to like a hundred different tiny little companies. We just got given a new style of cutscene. Um, I can't even describe it. It's like... Oh god. Oh, it's like a it was like a paper cutout. It's it's like an after effects animation. I don't know if you guys know what after effects animations look like, but it's almost like a paper doll animation. Um uh but like a paper doll which is put in a 3D world. Uh and often with after effects animations which are done in that style, uh like you'll have a sprite of your character like 
facing the side and then if they have to look over their shoulder you'll change it to a different sprite of the character like drawn looking over their shoulder uh, and there'll be no actual animation between those two points it'll just be this the sprite changes from one drawing to another drawing like like that it's really clunky it looks really weird but it's in like a smooth 3d environment and it looks like shit especially when it's like this kind of like high schoolers idea of cool what like a cool anime would look like it's all like quite like really dreary brown and green colors and like hard black outlines like it's been scrawled by a cool crazy person while nine inch nails is playing in the background it's that kind of drawing style we get a whole new style of cutscene it really is like a thousand different people made this game like one scene at a time one shot at a time and then they put it together into this nightmare which i'm playing for over an hour i've been playing it now why am i doing this let's keep on playing yeah, this is... This really is... Just awful. Okay, the bear pulled the joystick out. The helicopter's crashing. We're looking out the window of the helicopter at the ground, which is coming towards us. We just got, like, a slow zoom in on our character's eye. It was just, like, a still image held while the, the zoom intensified. And now, here we are in the wreckage. <laughs> It's still in this really terrible After Effects style. Oh, we're surrounded by bears. This looks awful. We faint out of fear because bears are surrounding us. We're surrounded by thousands of bears. We're in a city just filled with these bears. They're falling from the sky and we're fainted in the middle of a huge crowd of them. And now we cut. We have a black screen. We've got a dialogue box. I'm going to keep on playing this. This is going to be the longest episode of the Daily Cage Let's Plays ever. And it's going to be just total garbage from start to finish. But I'm going to need to take a little toilet break. See you all soon. Wombat crawls. Crawling, crawling. Goes to the ground. Crawling, crawling. He's making lots of sound. Crawling, crawling. Oh, all right. Oh, Jesus. No, this is not enough. I need a drink too. I just need something. A drink. It's not alcoholic. It's still dry, dry to lie. I just need something else. Crawling everywhere. Alright, I'm back. I've got a glass of nice cold water and some jalapeno sourdough from the local bakery. Just a big sourdough with some jalapenos on top. And a little bit of little bit of cheese. Sorry about the plastic noise. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, I love jalapenos. Mmm. Mmm, yum. Mmm. I'm pretty indifferent towards um, sourdough, though. That's fine. Oh, it can be fine. This one's not... This one's not great, but the jalapenos on top. Ooh, they're delicious. All right, I guess I better get back into this game, huh? Um, there's no... I don't even know what to say about this. There's no... Like, is it gonna... I'm really curious if it's just gonna keep on being like this. It's like, this isn't really a game of any kind, because it never... 
It never lets you do anything for long enough to be any kind of game. It's like not really like there's no there's no RPG elements at all. The playstyle keeps on changing. I got that weird like 2D side scroller. I'm not given any choices. That's the thing. I'm given no choices whatsoever. Uh, I've been playing it for an hour now. And the most that I've done is I've shot five bears in a restaurant. And as soon as I shot the five bears, which took a minute or two, it was just, oh, the end. And now we're back into the kind of hodgepodge, broken, smashed together jigsaw puzzle of narrative that this game just keeps on piling, piling up, 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 up. One thing on top of the other. One thing after another. Alright, let's go back into it, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Uh. Alright. So, we passed out in a city full of bears. The style that that took place in was just atrocious. The worst one yet. It's the After Effects animation style. Uh, Paper dolls in a 3D environment. Like, 2D sprites in a 3D environment. And the 2D sprites are like... Uh, kind of edgy, edgy-looking uh, art style in this 3D dismal city environment, and the 2D bear sprites were falling down like rain around us, and we passed out. And now we get a dialogue box, which is all just uh, ellipses and question marks, like we don't know what's going on or where we are. Hey. Oh, a boy character. Can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? Oh, here we are. We're back in 3D pre-rendered cutscene. Yep, pre-rendered cutscene. Pre-rendered 3D cutscene. We wake up in a red bed in a high-tech facility. Oh. Here's a boy. Oh, my God. Okay, I've got to quickly pause to describe this boy. Mm, okay. When I pause the Vita, the screen goes black, so I can't look at him. But the half second... It was like an absolute eyeful. Eyeful. Uh, he uh, was wearing, I think, was it shorts or like corduroy pants or something? A weird, like, cool, soft-looking jacket. He had crazy hair. Like, crazy kind of spiky, tangled mess of a hair. Like, really messy, uh, like, light brown hair. And he was wearing a metal collar around his neck with a chain which came down the front of his jacket. Like a long, almost like a like a leash made of metal chain. And he looked like a really friendly, nice guy. I wonder if this will be, like, a love interest or something. Let's go see more from him. Like a really quirky, soft, nice-looking jacket too, but just like a metal chain leash around his neck. My God. Ugh. After all, I'm just a lowly servant. It's a servant. It's subservient. No, uh, yeah, they've got black pants. It's got like a a grey and red striped, almost like a Freddy Krueger top on underneath his, his cool jacket. And he looked like he had one uh, grey and red striped mitten on his left hand, but his right hand was was had no mitten on. Everything's quirky. Let's keep on keep on seeing what happens with this this servant with a metal leash around his neck who's being nice to us. I heard this town would be safe. 
So I came here to seek refuge. Then the riots. He's got like random buttons all over his cool jacket, and they're different colors. Some are gray, some are red. They have have different colored thread. It's like some kind of explosion in a craft shop kind of guy. Oh, his hair isn't dark, like light brown at all. It's actually like blonde. Uh, yeah, we're now out of the pre-rendered 3D cutscene. We're in in-game in 3D graphic cutscene, but we get artwork of the character with their like mood put up uh, on screen, uh, along with their dialogue in a dialogue box down the bottom. And the way it looks now, I'm actually going to take a photo of this because it's just two versions of the same character on screen right next to each other. Yeah, this will this will go in the in the in the thumbnail. There, that's done. Wow, listen to this music. Come on, do it again. Where's the singing? Oh, you heard it. This is just... This is what a choice. What an incredible choice. And on top of that, I get captured by them. I've seriously got no luck at all. The word them, as he spoke it, was highlighted in yellow. So them is some, some entity. But because I pleaded for my life, they allowed me to live as their servant. Yep. Yeah, he's got a woolly mitten on his left hand with the red and white stripes. It looks so stupid. And I think he's wearing two shirts. Like, he's got another shirt underneath the threat, the Freddy Krueger shirt. So he's wearing, like, tight... It's like chino uh, jean pants. Really, like, skinny jean, stovepipe jean uh, black pants. And then two shirts and then a cool jacket over the top of it. I've just noticed there are there are random zips on his jacket as well. There's a zip just off center, like going down his back, just kind of right of center. And there's other zips sort of coming out from the, like underneath the pocket or like just doing nothing. Either you truly are completely exhausted, or you're simply afraid to wake up and face reality. You were asleep a full two days. Well, we slept for two days. That's a surprise. A full two days. More than enough time for the world to change completely. Wow, I liked this guy when he, like, when I'd heard one sentence of his dialogue, and now that I've heard more of it, I cannot stand him. Yes, even our world can change just that quickly. Like a watercolor painting caught in the rain. (laughs) Fuck, man. Yeah, what a fuckwit. Uh, I've just noticed here in this weird high-tech prison cell, technology cell, there's like a cool uh, Christmas present with a green bow on it next to this guy. You're wondering what's to become of you now that you're trapped here in this place. What's going to happen to me? He does like a sigh 
and like in a very anime fashion, like the breath coming out of his mouth is was animated, but in a crappy way. Not in a good way. Oh, there was the sigh. Oh, when we saw him sigh, we had an exclamation point uh, in uh, cool graffiti red pop up above our heads. Oh, apologies. Your reaction was so normal. It surprised me a little. <laughs> you honestly don't have a single unique characteristic. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. Walking to us, we're still on the bed, and he hands us the gun, the uh, loudspeaker. The, the hacking gun. Oh, the hacking gun. I borrowed it from you without permission. Sorry, but I absolutely had to analyze its capabilities. It sure is an amazing little machine, a device that forcibly hacks machines by shooting program codes with electromagnetism. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. That this, yeah, this this mess of a game thinks it's clever. Game balance? Yeah, this absolute shit show has played too many uh, Metal Gear Solid games and wants to be like Snake fucking Pliskin tapping his bandana and saying infinite ammo. Yeah, this is very much a game which is made by, uh, like, a 14-year-old kid in high school, but with, like, a massive budget and a huge team. I understand how you feel, but it's about time you started the test. If you can safely make it all the way to where everyone is waiting, you pass. Okay, he's exiting our cell. I'm running out of... I guess, is this okay? You're just listening to the dialogue. Nothing's happening. They're just talking in a room. He's about to leave. Yep. If you don't want to die, that is. Mm. <laughs> that guy's the worst. I'll be going on ahead. Oh, good. <laughs> when the door uh, shut, uh, the words click appeared in bright green graffiti text above it. Um, this room uh, and the corridor which he stepped out into uh, I just realised it's like a high-tech facility but it looks like a high-tech facility that someone built in their Sims 2 game and they're like I'm going to make this house a high-tech facility and but they've still just got like black and white tiled floors and they've got like a weird technology skin on the walls but it's all just corridors and rooms with skin on like different interesting skin like sims level skins on them this is what this high-tech facility looks like what is going on now 
What the heck? What is going on now? Oh, that's good. Oh, here we are. We're back in control of our character. So we've only got the break ammunition. That's how he nerfed our gun. He only gave us the break ammunition. And if you remember, the break ammunition was the instant kill ammunition. And all the other ammunitions were just the garbage that I didn't want to use ammunition. Uh, And now let's go walk over to this Christmas present over in the corner next to where he was talking to us. Oh, X to pick up. Oh, I obtained the love ammunition. Ah, time for another tutorial. Oh, it's not love, it's move. Sorry, I couldn't see the M. It looked like an L from where I was seeing the screen. Looks like you have obtained move. Move is a truth bullet that can activate some machines with superpowered hacking magic. Try it on that power panel with red light. Oh, and I know you probably remember, but you can press square button to change ammo. Yep. Okay. So we've got the break ammo. We can tra- change to move ammo. I think I'm supposed to shoot the big red light next to the door. And I'm going to move the light bulb, I guess. And that'll help me get out. It's unlocked. But I'm scared. It's unlocked, but I'm scared. So shooting the big red light with the move ammo. Change the switch so it's now green and the door can be opened. Uh, with the X button. Right, out we go into the Sims corridor. Ah, time for another tutorial. Now that you've put in some time with the hacking gun, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The red left eye is a weak point for all Monokumas. Shoot that weak point with break, and most Monokumas go down in one shot. Plus, after you hit a weak point, break ammo will give you one power shot. It's one hell of a shot. Let me show you Dr. Octagon, paramedic focus on the east for priests. My anesthetics prescribe a certain fertilizer. One that's way stronger than regular break. Now that's killing two birds with one stone. If you think you're so hot, why not try aiming for the weak point? Alright, so are there baddies in the corridor? There's no bad. Oh, shit, there's one. I'm gonna shoot it in the eye, I guess. I don't think I quite got it. Oh, shit. Man, this sucks. It's weaker. Yeah, I'm no longer one-shot killing them. I had to shoot that guy, like, four times. I don't think I ever got the eye. I'm just walking through corridors, sneaking around. I mean, there's no sneak mechanic, but I can't, it kind of moves a bit like a Metal Gear Solid game. Like that kind of over the, like, three-quarter view, run and gun, uh, hold down the left thing and uh, and my character aims her gun, and then I, I hit the right thing and I pull the trigger. Yeah, it's very much like Metal Gear Solid mechanics, shooter mechanics. I'm shooting another bear, I'm trying to get it in the eye. I'm not quite getting the eye, though. I feel like... Oh, a coin. It dropped a coin. 20... I guess I got 20 coins for that? Yeah. The items they drop, they're like pixel art, but like 3D, like really shitty 3D pixel art. You kind of know... Do you know that style, like 3D pixel art? I've just reached a dead end. I've got to go back, take another 
corridor. Take another Sims corridor. There's a weird sculpture here in this uh, big T junction. A, a junction of, of uh, different corridors. A big sculpture of like a star rotating in the middle of the room. I'm going to step through. Kind of looks like there's like portcullises on all the exits. Oh, they're all closing. Yeah, I've just been locked in. But I can see some green, some red lights on the walls I need to shoot with the move ammo. Oh, fuck, there's a big old bear. i got to shoot it in the eye. This is quite scary. I, nice shot! I got it right in the eye. I get uh, 50 coins for that. Okay, one of the portcullises, and it really is like metal uh, medieval portcullises which have come down across this... this um, these uh, sci- like science fiction corridors. Uh, one of them I've managed to lift up with uh, one of the with with the move ammo. So now I can go up. This is upper staircase, and there's like a red uh, sort of gothic um, like stained glass window up here. But like all the colour in the stained glass is red. But it's like a gothic rose. Uh, pattern, and now has some beautiful white and gold doors in a completely different style. Here in this sci-fi world, everything about this game is like paper mache. It's like a hundred different games which got cut apart and glued together to make this one game in the worst possible way. Oh fuck! It's the four kids. There's the one, oh, two, three, four of them. Yep. Oh man, I'm famous. <laughs> These guys suck. You're back anytime. <laughs> I can only write using a chisel, but if you don't mind that, I can sign your back too. That's the guy with the um weird leather outfit. That's the pink girl. What the fuck was that? They're just saying stuff to me. Oh, here's the girl in the wheelchair with the green hair. Yeah, the other, the four kids are stepping back to make room for her. Oh, she said meow. Oh, now the music's fading out. Alright, and now we're in... That was like pre-rendered 3D cutscene. Now we're in in-game 3D cutscene with uh, character portraits and text. Uh, this is weird. I'm given the option to see an introduction if I hit the square. This is the, like, uh, tomboy character... Uh, yeah. I guess I'll hit square, I guess. I'm the super duper leader that unites the warriors of hope with a bang. Masaru Daimon! We're seeing, like, still pictures with, uh, like, rushing anime effects over them. But it's just still pictures of this character posing. Yeah. 
Sounds like... Is this... This sounds like one of the Rugrats kids. No. Oh, Chucky. What's that guy's name? I forget his name. But it's one of the Rugrats kids. That's what it sounds like. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But is it worth watching any of the? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. I'm gonna watch every single one of these four kids intros, five kids intros. Okay, so that was that guy. We're out of the still images of him posing. Uh, he was on top of a huge human pyramid in a PE class in his like cool victory pose and now we're back into the in-game 3d cutscene this is just the same fucking shit this is the same thing i just read that was just read to me in this terrible voice why is it doing this stars are coming out of this character's head So this is the director who was like telling them how to act on TV. But I am the leader. We all agreed on it. She's like a woman with a blue and white uh, pinstripe suit, but like short shorts. Uh, and she's got blue hair, and she's got two spikes which look like horns, but they're made of hair. All he did was win rock paper scissors. And this is the pink-haired girl. This is the director. She's got, like, badges? Like, Hey Dougie badges on her lapels. Like a Boy Scout kind of thing. Oh, no, it's white and... I think it's white and brown. Like, light... It's like a white suit with brown... It's almost like a tartan pattern? Not pinstripe. But she's got a blue button-up shirt underneath it and blue hair and a yellow scarf. They've all got the same star badge. The character designs are a goddamn mess. They look like vomit. And I get to hit the square and see her introduction. My name is Nagisa Shingetsu. In the Warriors of Hope, I act as the vice leader and sage. Yeah, we just heard that. Thank you. When I attended elementary school, I was known as Little Ultimate Social Studies. This is Little... It's like... Their names are like... Uh, little like Little Wayne. It's like a L-I apostrophe L. Little Ultimate Social Studies. Of course, social studies is but one area of my expertise. I excel at all scholarly pursuits. Yeah, we can see her in like a study hall amongst lots of other people writing notes. I was labeled Little Ultimate Social Studies because I was raised to be among society's elite. Uh-huh, okay. And I suppose I am a babysitter of sorts for the Warriors of Hope. Monica excluded. During my time at Hope's Peak Elementary, I was known as Little Ultimate Social Studies. So that was the end of the introduction. Now we're back into the rest of the introduction, which is just the same shit again, but in a different art style and with different music. Hope's Peak? You mean that Hope's Peak? That was us, the main character speaking. We're a bit older than these kids, but we're still not. Like, we're like a 
I don't know, an 18 year old or something. Why should that surprise you? I, I, I didn't know there was an elementary school affiliated with the academy. Such an ignorant woman. Such an ignorant woman. So Jataro is the boy with like super I think it's a boy. Super duper long sleeves. You can't see their hands, it's just like floppy sleeves. Yeah, it's not like a full body leather outfit. It's just the head is totally encased in this patchwork leather. Uh it kind of looks like a skin tight diving bell, but made of leather and with like metal goggles. And just like a little mouth hole. But it's also got like the almost like a breathing hose around their neck but they're not breathing from it it's just like they could if they want to breathe something in and they've got like a leather patchwork patchwork, like an airtight kind of suit around their head it's insane but they've got like a backpack with a hammer and chisel in and they've got like leather work tools uh, on a belt around their waist and an apron a leather apron so this is like a leather working themed kid but with like a leather patchwork balaclava so Fucking deal with that, okay? Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I'm the priest, Jataro Kamuri. I'm the priest, Jataro Kamuri. Let's see the introduction when I hit the introduction button. You know how when you stare into moving bicycle spokes, you get all scared? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. I've never heard that before. This sounds like the same voice actor as the the little jock kid. Oh, um, my name is Jachiro Kamuri, and bird skin isn't yummy no matter how you cook it. Bird skin isn't yummy no matter how you cook it. This is very, like, purple monkey dishwasher. So random humor. Oh. Okay. I do the priest thing for the warriors of hope. Oh, uh, also, I wonder if aliens exist. Okay. I'm going to turn off the game at this point. I'm going to take the little cartridge out of the top. There we are. Hang on. Let me just swap to uh, mobile recording. I'm going to put away my good mic and take out this little microphone here, which I've just hit record on. There we are. You can hear them both at the same time. And I'm just going to get up, and you can come with me. Here's the case. Here's the game case. I'm just going to quietly walk through my house. I've just got to be quiet when I walk through the house because everyone else is asleep until we get to the front door. my front yard at night. It's half past 11. I'm walking out to my big green wheelie bin and I open the lid. 
Uh, let's see if I can snap the Vita cartridge. Let's just have a little look. Uh, quite tough. That was it. Okay, we got it. Now the case. Oh wow, it just comes apart. Like nothing. Alright. Yeah. And now all of this can just go in the bin. Okay. And now I'll just shut the bin. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed the gameplay. Um, and, uh, yeah. Why don't you come around and just see what I'm playing next time. Maybe... Maybe it'll be something different. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I gotta go now. I gotta go back inside. Uh, thank you very much, and goodbye. How's it going? It's me, Editor Dan. I'm uh, just here in the uh, in the editing van, driving the editing van around. Yeah, I thought I'd stick a little addendum to the end of this already incredibly long episode. Um, it's not as long as it felt. I, I've uh, I just finished the editing of it uh, last night. Uh, I, I ran out of time to upload it, and I haven't done the thumbnail yet. But uh, yeah, it, it felt when I was playing that game. It felt way longer than it ended up being, in reality. Uh, yeah, c quite a lot of the struggle with that game didn't actually come through in the audio. Like, the, the styles and the disparate, ever-changing styles, uh, as well as them themselves, just the fact that they changed so much. It was so exhausting. Playing that game was like playing a fucking quilt. It was just so tedious and every element of it was bad so you missed out on that on that grind that horrible sort of soul destroying grind the visuals of the game and so maybe it didn't come off as bad as it did to me uh yeah i'm working my way towards this uh sometimes in my moments of introspection uh my moments of doubt i regret destroying the game that i bought that same day for 20 dollars I kind of regret snapping it in half. Uh, or at least I did until yesterday when I read the plot of that game. Uh, more Danganronpa episodes, uh, Ultimate Despair Girls, or whatever it's called. I can't even remember properly what it's called. But I read a really in-depth plot synopsis. And frankly, ladies and gentlemen, there was always going to be a point where I tapped out. Uh, the tapping was going to be more of a snapping, where I was going to snap out the game and put it in the bin. It was always coming. Um, yeah. Like, alright, uh, I was still in the prologue. And then after the prologue ended, there were five whole full chapters of gameplay in the same, like, disparate hodgepodge, kind of forcing the narrative forward kind of way, and then an epilogue. It would have just gone forever and ever and ever and just been, like, caught up in the worst interpersonal drama you can imagine with the most irritating characters I've ever come across. Uh, and the content would have become more and more grotesque and obscene. Uh, there's a scene later on where in a 
flashback, uh, we see a mother prostituting herself and her own 10-year-old daughter off to a group of movie producers. And that's one of the character's dark backstories. And I can't even imagine... I can't even imagine having that happen in the game in front of me and then me describing it to you and not just going like, well, I have to just... I have to stop playing now. Like, it was always going to end. And the, 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 I think that game deserves to be in the bin. Um, yeah. Uh, so with that said, how about this? I, like, I'm open to suggestions on what would be a good, uh, I'll say like a narrative game, like that kind of game is. Uh, I, I'm thinking specifically, like, visual novels. I want to, I, I wouldn't mind doing a PS Vita visual novel on the podcast. Because as much as I hated that game, and oh boy, I hated that game and I still hate, like, I hate that game. Danganronpa, more episodes, Ultimate Despair Girls. I can't stand it. But I think the episode turned out better than I thought it would. And, like, listening to the plot as a listener, I think it was more... Like, just hearing it go along, it was kind of more entertaining than I was anticipating it being. So let me know if there are any good visual novels or, like, narrative adventure games like this one kind of is. Let me know. I, I'm, I'm totally new to, to Japanese visual novel games, but there's, I think there's a bunch of them on the Vita. If anyone knows of any which they know are good, let me know and I'll play them. So how about that? That's a positive note to end this on. To end this 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 uh, to, this cascade of negativity on. Yeah. Um, do you want... What do you want? Do you want, like, a brief synopsis of where the plot ends up going? I think maybe I should tell you that. How about that? That can be kind of this end bit. So, basically we got all the setup, uh, and the rest of the game is, like, kind of just more of the same. But it's, it's happening in a world where, uh, I think we get taken to, like, a... There's, like, a, a base with with adult survivors. Like, this, this, this town's kind of gone bad, and the, these kids who are in charge of those robot bears, they're like, okay, this is going to be a children's paradise, and we're going to exterminate all the adults. That's the whole idea. It's like that episode of Star Trek, or, like, lots of other things, lots of other media. Children of the Corn. It's like a Children of the Corn. It's hard to tell what, specifically, this game is ripping off, but it's ripping something off. Probably Children of the Corn. Um... Uh, and so there are these, this, this, like, uh, this group of adult survivors hiding out, uh, but they're getting broadcasts from the kids' TV, uh, tower, the, the, that team of kids, they have, like, a TV broadcast, and for some reason they've managed, the kids have managed to, like, find relatives of every adult survivor who's holed up in, in, like, a, in a special bunker, and they do live televised torture sessions of everyone's relatives, and all the adults just sit around watching the show, like watching the torture and feeling really upset. And so I think us as the protagonists, we're going to go stop the kids, and so with the help of this guy, this one adult who is like helping us, who turns out to be a reprehensible pedophile, like that's just his character, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just a terrible pedophile. That's, that's him. That's his character. And he doesn't, like, get any comeuppance or anything. That's, that's, that's him. That's his character. Um, 
they, I think they, they get in and they start killing off the kids one by one, and there's boss battles, you know. Uh, and then in the end, you get uh, the opportunity to, like, you've got the last kid, uh, and they've got like a remote control, uh, and the remote control is for all the robots, and also these other kinds of enemies which we didn't see. They're like kids with robot helmets on their heads. And they've been terrorizing the place and murdering people and all that stuff. And they, 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 it turns out that they're just normal kids who have been brainwashed with a robot helmet. And we get the controller and we're told it's going to shut off the helmets and all the kids will be freed if we, if we smash it or something. But then, oh no, twist! Uh, if like we feel something suspicious and we refuse to smash the controller and then it's kind of revealed that actually what's going to happen is that there's like an overarching plot which the kids weren't really aware of I think maybe one of them was in on the deal but the other kids weren't really aware of this the uh, if you smash the remote control instead of disabling the brainwashing helmets and freeing the kids what happens is the kids all the, the helmets explode and kill all the kids and the parents at this stage, the adult survivors, they're so upset by all the torture of their relatives that they've witnessed that they're like, good, we hate the kids. And they're like, they riot out front of the kids' TV broadcast saying, kill the kids, kill the kids. And what's supposed to happen is this was all like a manipulative framing setup uh, so that uh, I think what you call them, Future Foundation, who's like this secret agent law enforcement uh, branch, is supposed to come into the town and see the uh, adults rioting and see all these dead kids everywhere and think, well, the adults killed the kids, and then there's going to start a new war between uh, the survivors in this city and Future Foundation. That's the whole plot. It's, it doesn't make any goddamn sense, and it's tedious, and it's bogged down in the worst, most awful cringe-worthy, disgusting interpersonal drama. So that's, 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 that's it. That's what I got. Uh, I got all that from reading a pretty in-depth synopsis from a Reddit user, uh, who, I think that's kind of like their thing, is that they go through and they, like, they break down the plot of games and they, they sort of tell you... There's, I think there's, like, a big community around people writing out synopsises for games so that other people can read them, so they can see, you know, if they want to play a game or, I don't know, if they want to read about a game but don't want to actually play it, that kind of thing. Like I did. Exactly. I was the perfect... I was the target market for what this Reddit user did. I was the perfect patron of their service. I, I, I like... As, as, as painful as it was to read what an utter screed of garbage this game was, I really needed to see that I was not gonna, like, yeah, just, just get the plot with none of the horrible gameplay. Uh, and, and, yeah, now you have as well. So there's that game. Tell me what's a better game than Danganronpa, more episodes, Ultimate Despair Girls, and I'll play a better game than this. Thank you very much, everyone, for your time. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. See you around. Bye-bye. The red left eye is a weak point for all Monokumas. Shoot that weak point with break, and most Monokumas go down in one shot. Dot. 
Plus, after you hit a weak point, break ammo will give you one power shot. It's one hell of a shot. Let me show you something. Show you something. Show you something. Show you something. Show you something.